This is Pursuing Wholeness. Oldest podcast. I'm Hello. your host, Sean McClendon, and oh, I'm not the only host, but I'm one of your co-hosts, Sean McClendon. Yeah. And, and Veronica is our other co-host. You know, I asked Sean co-opted um, my opportunity. You know, because every time we start, you know, well, at least seventy-five percent of the time, you know, whenever Veronica's supposed to start, she has to do the like I said, even the last time, the ba ba da ba ba shooby doo 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 doo. Why don't you sing it for real? Show, no, show off not, your, your not, gifts. No, I'm not bebop. I'm not, I don't know how to do that stuff. I don't know how to. At least the singing part, you could go ba da da ba ba da. But ba da ba 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 da. Right, you gotta get at the huskiness or whatever. It's not. It's not the huskiness. It's the depth. I guess it's funny using when people are trying to like um, mimic deep voices. They add that huskiness. <laughs> to their voices, like my voice isn't really husky. But. Well, it's all we can do. I mean. <laughs> I can't make my voice deep like that, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but good, good life, everybody. Right, exactly. <laughs> you don't, you know, don't give a time of day. You know. <laughs> good living, everyone. But for real though, good living. How many of us really think about the fact that we? Oh, no, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> no, you know it's late. <laughs> anyway, um. Anyway, I don't, I don't want to go in there. Well, I figured I would start us off with a word, um, a passage from the from the Bible. It's something that I've been meditating on a lot. And in fact, if you looked at the Pursuing Wholeness Instagram page recently, you would see the post that I made um, about mm-hmm. Mark chapter 11, verse... Uh, I guess it starts really on verse 12 and I'm reading from the King James version. Yeah. It's a straight up King James. Mm-hmm. Well, reading from the King James version, it's Sean's personal Bible. No, it isn't. <laughs> no, it is not. I almost think the Bible is yours. Oh, it might be. See, anyway. <laughs> you're trying to use, use the opportunity to pick on me. I mean, you know, it's the Bible. So, um, Mark chapter 11, verse 12, is um, on the morrow when they were come from Bethany, he was hungry. He's talking about Jesus. And seeing a fig tree afar off having leaves, he came, if happily he might find anything thereon. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for the time of figs was not yet. And Jesus answered and said unto it, No man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. So basically he was like, Nobody's going to eat fruit from you anymore. And his disciples heard it. Now I'm going to go back, go down to um, verse. Maybe 22. Yeah, 22. And Jesus answering saith unto them, have faith in God. Oh, no, no. We're going to go to 21. And Peter calling to remembrance. Oh, Got to go up again, up to verse 20. And in the morning as they passed by, they oh. saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, calling to remember, saith unto him, 
Master, behold, the fig tree with thou cursed this, cursed this, cursed. It's C U R S E D S T. I haven't read King James in a long time. Cursedest. Cursedest. <laughs> it's withered away. And Jesus answering saith unto them, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Mm-hmm. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. So then it goes on to talk about like the posture in which you must pray. But like we read this in the Bible, but how many people really believe it? Mm-hmm. That anything that you desire if you ask God and believe that you have received it, then you'll have it. How many of us like really live our lives that way? That what we say we have. Mm-hmm. I want to give a shout out to one of my old churches, um, Word of Life up in the Atlanta area. Um, the one of the model used to be well, the model I think it still is. The words that you speak will determine the life that you live. Mm-hmm. And like we say that, we read that, we hear that, but do we really walk into it? Like really believe in that when we say things or when we pray for things that we really can have those things? Mm -hmm. Or do we like say it and then just kind of be like, well, if it happens, then that'd be nice. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what we end up doing the most. Like we'll say, Lord, I want to get a, I want a house so that I can, be a blessing to people. Anytime somebody need a place to stay, I always have a place for them to stay. We say that we pray it, but then we just kind of move on with life, not really expecting that we're going to get it. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I, I guess this is something that I've been thinking about a lot for the past few days. There's a book that I've been reading that Sean has been kind of teasing me about reading it because it's, it's not a Christian book and it's, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. Mm-hmm. But it talks a lot about faith and it talks a lot about thinking and speaking and believing and expecting and then like expecting and receiving. And so like I've been reading this book that's not based on the Bible. It does reference the Bible a lot. But then I'm getting a better understanding of faith and realizing that the thing we refer to as faith is probably not really faith at all because we we pray and we ask god for things but we still leave open open the possibility that it won't happen and it just seems like when you read this passage and you read other parts of the bible when it talks about faith it's saying believing and expecting that it's going to happen then you're going to have it Mm -hmm. and i wonder sometimes if by us leaving open a possibility that it won't happen that we're like that's a, a form of doubt. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that doubt is what gets in the way of us receiving what we ask from God. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Um, this week I just, um, I was looking for a new passage for our older child, to, um, to memorize. And, um, I was just like, I was flipping through the new Testament and I was like, let's go ahead to James, man. 
And so I did James, I think it was chapter one, verses two through eight, you know, and it goes through the whole thing about, you know, um, whenever you encounter troubles and trials of different kinds, you know, let it work through you and develop your faith because, you know, faith that's tested, that produces endurance and all that stuff. And then, of course, it talks about it. Let any man who who lacks wisdom ask of God. But when he asks, let him not doubt. You know, because if he does, you know, he's um he's unstable. Mm, you know, a it's like a double-minded man. Right, a double-minded man. I can't remember remember how it says it in that her her Bible, which is a new um, living translation. Probably not. Well, maybe not. Yeah, it's new living. Um, um. It says it, it uses some other phrase for double minded, but basically, and I almost remember it. But it, it basically is like a, a mind that is in two different places at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's like essentially, and I was explaining it to my daughter. A lot of times, I'm explaining stuff. Probably, um, I kind of end up taking too long because <laughs> I really start to get into it. I guess because I'm getting revelations while I'm, you know, talking to her. Mm-hmm. But in any way. You know, I was kind of explaining to her that basically double-minded really looks like, you you know, when they talk about a wave being tossed to and fro, it just goes wherever the wind blows, period. You know, mm-hmm. it's just totally controlled by the wind. So, in other words, it's like life situations determine when you believe mm-hmm. or how you believe, you mm-hmm. know. Everything's good, I believe. You know, something happened, I got to rely on myself. You know, and it's like, and then everything's good. Then you believe again, which means in actuality, you don't really believe. Right. And it you, should, it mm-hmm. should be the other way around if you really believe. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Exactly. It's like, kind of like what you're going back, what you were saying. It's like, what? Okay. So have we really been having faith? Mm-hmm. Have we really, really, really been having faith? Because like you said, they're in that Mark passage. You know, I've looked over the years, but I can't quite find... I can't find the uh, the the caveat. I can't find the. You know what I mean? Like right, the except or the but. Mm-hmm. There is there is none, and that that's really what makes it. It makes it kind of uncomfortable, mm-hmm. you know, because it's like so I so I'm actually being asked to believe to this degree, like really, like I I I ask. God for this or I say whatever kind of stuff you know according to his will or whatever and it is done it is but you know I don't know I don't know yeah like I, I remember um like the, the the part when when Peter's like oh my gosh God like Jesus you um we we passed by that fig tree and you cursed it like how is it dead now what what in the world and Jesus is like have faith in God that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. So Jesus is essentially saying, if you tell a mountain to be removed and be cast into the sea, then it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I remember growing up and hearing that and being like, of course that's fictional mm-hmm. and then even like kind of being taught sometimes in church you know it might be kind of like well you know it doesn't really mean that you can move a mountain but it's essentially but it's like when you do that <laughs> you kind of discount what jesus said he said if you look at this mountain 
and say be removed and and go into mm. the seed and it'll happen and i think that um i think i i personally think i don't know if this is real or not but i personally believe that it's not just people willy-nilly going around and mm. telling mountains to move but it's like perhaps this mountain need to move right now and so i'm gonna tell it to go because this is what i need like i gotta get to the other side and this mountain's in the way mm-hmm. but either way like i think a lot of times we don't realize that we are doubting when we say certain things or we ask for certain things i think even in coming into the posture of asking like this says have faith in god but then when Jesus talking about what it means to have faith in God. He doesn't say, Lord, could you please move this mountain? Or can you make this mountain move? But he says, you say to the mountain. So it's like your faith in God is not like, God, can you do this? It's like God has given me this authority or he's created this means of this thing happening. So I can speak directly to the the thing. Mm Mm-hmm. And I can say it and like, say it like, no, like, happen. And I think that a lot of times we either are expecting God to do it, like, Lord, can you do this thing? Instead of us speaking with the authority that he gave us, and perhaps that's problematic. I'm not going to say it definitely is, but perhaps it's problematic. And then also the fact that we still have a contingency in our mind that maybe it won't happen. That that mm-hmm. kind of ruins the whole deal. Mm-hmm. Like um, this book that I've been reading, it talks about like the creative power that comes with people's thoughts, and so it makes me think like, like he he talks about how your reality is shaped by you and not by anybody outside of you. Like the things that are around you and the things you see are there because you have decided that they're there, mm-hmm. and I don't know the full like you know how how much that goes in terms of like the more metaphysical aspects of it but i think about how like we're sitting here in his house right now mm-hmm. because we willed it mm-hmm. we wouldn't be here if we had decided to live in michigan somewhere right, right. but we decided we're gonna live at this house in this city in this state and so we are, mm-hmm. because that was our decision, our creation, in a sense. Our reality has been shaped by our decision. Mm-hmm. And we don't, and so it's like we, there are many things that we have obtained in life that happened because we willed it. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't because we asked God and he made it happen. It's like a lot of times it's because we decided we want to make it happen. Mm-hmm. You wanted to cook the beans tonight so we can have the the little ve- vegetarian nachos. And we had it. That's what we ate. Right. 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 Um, um, you kind of made me think about something. I guess essentially how, because we, we talked about this too. I just can't remember in what context. Essentially how, you know, you essentially pray and then you go out and do you know like you have that time with God where you actually you connect with him mm-hmm. and then you go out and work you know and um I think a lot of my life I mean I kind of have hit I've been hit 
hit or miss on that, you know. But like you know, even even I, I guess um, I kind of think about Jesus, you know, like and throughout his ministry, you just kind of based on like what you do read in in the Bible, you kind of get the impression that Jesus was one who he was very often like in the early 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 mornings and late 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 nights, he was constantly somewhere connecting with God, and then and then he kind of came away from that time and just doing these various things, he was doing them. And even, even, you know, like he would, he, even when he prayed in those times when he was actually doing work, um, like he, he very clearly, he said, you know, he, you know, he was doing it so that he could show just so he could show that that relationship was there. Yeah. Where his authority came from. Right. Where his authority came from. And then he actually did the stuff, you know, I'm thinking about the feeding of the 5,000, you know, and he's like, you know, Lord, you know, um, show you know, show him. I'm 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 praying to you because you know, said so folks will know that I'm in you and you're in me and all this kind of stuff. And then he was like, okay, you know, bring bring me the stuff and and he just went ahead and did whatever needed to be done at that moment. Yeah, a need. Mm-hmm. He wasn't just like, hey, y'all come to my house. I ain't gonna even buy no food. I'm just gonna like make it happen. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like that. It was, he was out talking to folks and they were there listening to him. And they got hungry, and there was nowhere for them to go get food. So Jesus was like, well, we got to feed these people. Mm-hmm. And he made sure they got fed. Mm-hmm. And, I, I mean, I still, <laughs> this, this like, I don't exactly know what happened. But you remember that Thanksgiving that we we were, like, it was, like, a couple of days after Thanksgiving, and our immediate family, we were like, yeah, let's go ahead and finish up these little scraps of food. It was like barely <laughs> enough food. We were like, we're just gonna kind of see how to make it happen. Like, this is what we gonna eat. We might be a little hungry. Mm-hmm. And then your brother and his family came, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And like, we were eating that. Food. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we were eating that food, and it was like everybody was full. And I just think about that. It was like, well, because we didn't know they were coming. We're just like, you know, being polite. Like, y'all want something to eat? Yeah. So it's like, all right, well. Everybody get your plate and we gonna we gonna eat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we went from like three people having to eat to I don't know a whole lot. a whole lot of people having to eat. But we ate that food and I almost wanna think we had some left. <laughs> <laughs> we had seven baskets or twelve baskets we left might, over. We might have had twelve baskets of food left. Mm-hmm. But I always think about that and I mean it didn't feel miraculous or anything, but I know we were like well, we're going to just eat what we can from this because we don't feel like cooking. And mm-hmm. everybody ate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I just think that we we allow our circumstances to dictate what's possible. Mm-hmm. Like we, we look around mm-hmm. us and say, what can, I, what can I make work with this? Instead of saying, no, I need this. And so this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And, and like not even allowing what's available. Like, okay. I need to buy this thing or pay for this thing. And this is how much money we have in a bank account. A lot of times we will probably say, okay, well, we have to make it stretch. Or maybe we got to go borrow money from somebody who's going to charge us twice the interest that we would normally pay or whatever. Instead of, like, having this mindset of, like, this going to work. Like, I don't know, like, just, like, not even... Like I think about um, 
where the Bible talks about when Jesus was, um, you're going to have to help me on this, when his eyes were set on Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what, was it like Palm Sunday or something? Um, I don't know. I know that it, it based on what I remember about that, it kind of seemed like he was like that for like a, like a span of time because he was somewhere and he was heading toward Jerusalem. So he set his face like Flint mm-hmm. toward Jerusalem or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't remember what, I know it was around that time of Passover and all that stuff. I just don't remember all the details. Yeah, I think about that sometimes and just like, how do you make decisions and have a face like Flint set toward your goal? Mm-hmm. Like, I need to, I need to feed these kids that are here and it's just got to happen. But we leave so many possibilities for circumstances to impact what happens instead of being like, no, like this thing that I've determined must happen. Mm -hmm. I will receive and accept nothing other than this thing. Mm -hmm. We like to put too many contingencies in place. I think because we don't want to embarrass God or something like I'm not going to really ask God for nothing too big because then if it don't happen, then maybe he'll be embarrassed. Right. Again, it just shows it shows just being honest, you know, and of course, being transparent as well. It shows the extent of our faith. It's like, again, if we can't really take at face value what's being said, then it shows the extent of our faith. If we have to kind of rationalize away some of what it was saying, like what they really meant, you know, was whatever. It's like, it just shows the extent of our faith. It shows that we're like, uh, that, that couldn't happen. Mm-hmm. That actually couldn't happen. And, you know, it's like, again, you know, and I, I know people like, some people describe Jesus as like a, kind of like a radical kind of like, and, um, I mean, he, I mean, he, he, he was, you know, I guess, but, but I mean, so much so that even those who quote follow <laughs> quote follow him don't necessarily speaking at least for myself haven't necessarily really believed him mm-hmm. or whatever you know. But um, I mean, you know, I think about um Peter, you know, walking on water. Well, whenever they saw Jesus and they were like, "What in the world is going on?" and he and Peter was like. Oh, I think that's Jesus. And you know, he was like, Jesus, if it's you, you know, tell me to come out there. And he was like, come. And Jesus, and, and Peter went ahead and, and um he took him exactly at his word and he started walking out there. But the Bible says the moment that he started looking at the wind and the waves and all that kind of stuff, and he started to sink. And then Jesus was like, Peter, why did you doubt? Why why did you doubt? You know? Mm-hmm. And um I don't know. It's it's really um I don't know. I don't I really don't know what to say about that, but it's like this faith thing, man. This faith this faith thing is like I really believe that it's 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 a good bit beyond what most of us have been thinking. What most of us have even kind of opened ourselves up to thinking. You know, um you know, it also makes me think about something I think you and I have talked about probably within the past couple of months about like having a faith that's kind of created in our image oh yeah yeah you know because it's like again if you read some of this stuff in the bible about having faith in god and like making things happen you know 
if you read that stuff, it's pretty serious, you know, and, and, and I think like we're saying, because some of this stuff is even hard for us as followers to believe we rationalize it away and then we create a different gospel. Mm-hmm. We do. We do. I mean, I don't know. We just do. We mm-hmm. do. I don't, I don't really know what else to say because it's like some of the stuff is pretty clear in the Bible. So it's like, okay, so who are we following? Are we really following him? And if we are, you know, I mean, I don't know what it, what is faith? Do we really have faith in God? Right. And the thing is, the sad thing is that we're allowing people who don't believe in God to mm-hmm. like, well, not allowing, but they, there are people who don't believe in God and they follow the principles. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily like biblical principles. Perhaps it's just principles that when God created the world, he built those principles in and some people grasp it. And, um, the problem with that I believe is that as believers, as people who trust God and who submit to God, we get, like you said, spending time with God and hearing from him, we get insight as to what his will is Mm -hmm. and what his vision is for the world. And so we get to create with our faith that vision. But there are people who don't believe in God who've captured this power or who's grasped on to this power and they're creating their reality, but it's not necessarily God's reality. It may be a reality that causes there to be um, inequality or that causes there to be mistreatment of others or manipulation or Mm. um, the word I want to say is not coming to me, but basically exploitation, Mm. that word. Um, It might be a vision based on that, but they're still utilizing those same principles. Mm -hmm. And so I think as believers, we have the added benefit of saying we've grasped on to these things that Jesus revealed to us. And we have, and we do it in a way that builds the kingdom of God. And it's, I mean, it's just, when I really think about it, it's amazing when you could think with my words and with my belief, I can bring God's kingdom here on earth. Mm-hmm. I bring God, Lord, thy kingdom come, your kingdom come. I get to call it into being with my words and my actions and my beliefs and my faith. But a lot of us leave it on the table mm-hmm. and we miss that opportunity. We allow, well, you know, discrimination and, you know, yeah, the right, thing right, right, is right. that politics is this and, well, you know, economic inequality. And yeah, all of those things are true, but with all of those things you can name, there are people who, despite that system, they still have been successful. Right. There are black people in slavery times who are millionaires, mm-hmm. you know, and there, there are people, women who, you know, may have been discriminated against who still have been millionaires, billion, you know, it's, and it's like, even though this these systems are in place, somebody created the system. Somebody's vision for the world led us to have these systems of inequality. And if the people who have a vision of something different sit back and say, well, there's nothing we can do, then nothing's going to change. Mm-hmm. But you need the people who have a vision of a different world 
to be actively utilizing their faith and creating an alternative reality. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. When you say this stuff, you kind of make me think about um, um, I guess just like how in the, in the church. I need to stop bumping this thing. I keep on hitting my knee against this thing, making sound in the podcast. But anyhow, in the church, I don't think we really kind of understand. It's kind of, I think, some of what you're getting at. We don't really understand, like, the the power in our thoughts, specifically specifically as it pertains to, like, our creative ability and, like, just the way that the human mind works or whatever and how the body follows the mind. Mm. You know, and um, you know, and I'm not even trying to get on some sort of other other than spiritual kind of stuff. I'm not at all. It's just it's I mean, I think it's very, very practical and so practical that we miss it a lot of times, but a lot of other people, like you said, get it. You know, just um you know, because I mean, it's one of the reasons why we end up not really even having faith because we really don't necessarily believe that thing you know, all things are possible. We don't necessarily really believe that because we kinda I mean, we reason it away based on our own understanding of the world, but also like we have these lowly thoughts of our own selves. You know, again, I think it's one of the reasons, you know, we talk about it in church about how we should really um, look and see what God thinks about mankind and his, his own in the Bible to remind ourselves of that. But why remind yourself of that? Because, because of the way that your mind works. Or whatever, like literally, your your body is gonna follow wherever your mind is going, you know. So if you believe all this like ridiculous stuff about yourself and like who you are and all this kind of stuff, then there's no chance that you're really gonna follow after the things of God. There's no chance because like essentially, the thoughts that you're constantly exposing yourself to are just kind of like creating this, this 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 person. They're creating this person in 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 um. And you're going to remain that person as long as you kind of continue to feed those thoughts or whatever. But but literally, you know, changing your thought life, um, changing your thought life can change can change all of that. You know, and again, specifically for the believer, you know, it's changing your thought life by really understanding what God's thoughts are towards you and what his thoughts are about even all of creation and all that kind of stuff. But it really takes intentionality to do that. It takes knowing that that's the case. And it takes real serious intentionality. Like, cause man, I, I said a lot on this podcast, we have so many distractions and I, I think that's by, that's not accident. We have a ton of distractions. Mm-hmm. You know, we have all this power that resides in us. You know, speaking of, you know, of course God by his spirit, but even just kind of speaking of like how God created mankind, we have all this potential on the inside of us, but there's constantly distractions kind of keeping us from keeping us from like really kind of going any further in that stuff, you know, by like just kind of like being caught up and just being entertained, for example. Yeah. You know, just stay on stay on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and Snapchat and whatever other stuff people are using these days and YouTube and all that. And um you know, be distracted by your text messages and be distracted by the news. Be distracted by what such and such other person got going on and keeping up with all these celebrities and who they who they with and what kind of car, new car they got and all this kind of ridiculous stuff. And you just sitting there 
distracted and you have all this stuff on the inside of you and you're constantly just kind of feeding yourself all this negativity because I don't know you just don't even really know you Mm -hmm. you don't even know what you're doing to yourself right you don't have that initial revelation Mm -hmm. that keeps you guarded that guards you from falling prey to those things and Mm -hmm. it's like you were you were talking about earlier when we were talking about someone who was saying that they were um, dealing with something and you were saying that um our job is to you were like i guess quoting pastor johnson perhaps Mm -hmm. you were saying that our job is to go and tell people like you know what'd you say I guess come come out like to bring people out of stuff like right. call out who they really are. Yeah, tell them. Yeah, call them out. Call mm-hmm. out who they really are. Help them to see who they really are. Mm-hmm. And I think our society, like, we have begun to celebrate people mm-hmm. being in a stuck place. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm not. I I am not criticizing anybody who's dealing with stuff. But we embrace anxiety. Yeah. I have anxiety. I take medication. I'm depressed. I take medication. And it's mm-hmm. something that's going to be here forever. And I get like what that does. It says that there's nothing wrong with me. And I don't need to beat myself up for something that's not my fault. I get that. But at the same time, we have got to stop like owning these states of being that are contrary to what God said about us. And I know that that's probably an unpopular opinion, but I really believe it that when we take these things on and say, I am, and I'm not going to say them even an example because I don't want to claim it on myself. But Mm -hmm. instead of saying things like I am wealthy, I am happy. I am blessed. Mm-hmm. I am fearfully and marvelously made and marvelous. No, fearfully and wonderfully, fearfully and wonderfully made and marvelous are his works toward me. We say these negative things about ourselves. Mm-hmm. And um, then we don't, we, we create that negative reality. It's like we, 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 we perpetuate it. Mm-hmm. And I think part of it is because we don't, again, like I said, we don't want to embarrass God, but I think it's also that we don't want to be proven wrong. We don't want to say, I am filled with joy on a daily basis. I am joy. I am abundance. I am I am blessed. I am, you know, all those good things. You don't want to say that and then something happened and then it's like, I don't know who's going to say it, but they're going to be like, see? Mm-hmm. You shouldn't have said that because this is a permanent condition that you're going to have for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why do we so readily accept it? Like, we don't. And I think another thing, like, going back to this book, I, and I don't put stuff into the book for what it says, but I believe that it helps to remind me of what I've already known from the Bible. But it talks about how when we, um, oh gosh, what was I saying? Um, So thinking about, oh gosh, I lost it. <laughs> well, well, you remember around what it was about? I guess when I was talking about whatever I was just saying about, um, like instead of accepting, oh, 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 okay, thank you, Lord. So like, I think what we see is, okay, so I'm in, I, I'm currently experiencing this negative state of being, and we say. Well, 
you need to be truthful about where you are. You need to acknowledge it. Admit you have a problem. Mm-hmm. Don't be going around being like, oh, no, I'm blessed and highly favored. I'm I'm happy. I'm this and that. And you're really mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. And we think of like that. We, we That's like resisting the problem. Mm-hmm. Like you're like, no. On the inside, you're like, no, I'm not this. I'm not this. And you're saying, no, I'm this. I'm this great things. I'm this happy thing. You see my smile? And it's like instead of you owning where you are you're like trying to like mm-hmm. hide it by behind something else so we don't want to do that so we just say yeah this is the state i'm in i'm going to embrace it because it's reality but there's an opposite there's a different perspective that doesn't resist and say no 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 i'm not i'm, not, I'm blessed and highly favored see, see, see. but there's a part of you that says i'm not going to or that can say i am in this place i do not like being in this place and I am going to not accept this as a permanent place. Mm-hmm. This is the place that I am going to be. And I'm going to speak this positive view. But like, I think I'm getting ahead of myself. But like, really what I'm saying is that we can't resist the negative state. But we need to embrace mm-hmm. the positive state that we have in our vision for ourselves. Like, I am happy i am filled with joy and really like internalize that like really grab onto it and say this is who i'm accepting for myself this is it but it's not resisting where you are it's not being in denial but it's like saying i acknowledge where i currently am but this is the future that i have for myself in mind and then you start speaking the things that the bible says Right. And really like speaking that and embracing that and then allowing yourself to be transformed. Mm-hmm. Like I actually pulled up um, Romans 12 because I was looking for something else, but I think it's applicable here. It says, um, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is a reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good, what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Mm-hmm. And I think we don't realize what that means. Like the world says, if you're dealing with depression, if you're dealing with anxiety, that's okay. You're mm-hmm. going to be like that for the rest of your life. There's help out there. You can get medication. You'll be fine. Mm-hmm. But the Bible is saying, recognize where you are, but understand that, by renewing your mind on a daily basis, you can be in a different place. Mm-hmm. You can be healed from depression. You can be healed from anxiety. Mm-hmm. But we we don't want to do that. Mm. You know, you what you were saying, you kind of made me think about, um, and it doesn't necessarily have to do with those specific issues, uh, depression and anxiety, but you kind of made me think about experience I told you about whenever I went um to pick us up, pick us up something to eat after our oldest child's soccer practice, and um, you know I ain't gonna lie, y'all, it, it was Zaxby's, man. It was Zaxby's, <laughs> and it man. wasn't the salads. It wasn't the salad. It was anyway. So so, but I went and and picked up something quick because it was late and we weren't going to really have time to do much of anything. Thankfully, it doesn't happen often. But my point that I want to make is, um, I went through there and I went in the drive-through. Um, ordered my stuff and I was sitting at the window and I was sending a text message. I can't remember if I was texting. Yeah, I think I was texting my wife and I was texting a friend 
and um and it was a lot of young girls in there and and um and I'm pretty sure I heard them begin to um talk about my cell phone. <laughs> and so for those of you who don't know, like I, I I have I have like a non smartphone. And um It's not a flip phone anymore. Yeah, it's not a flip phone anymore, but it's like a, it's a Nokia. Yes, yeah, a Nokia. It's not the old one, it's a new version of the old Nokia. <laughs> right, right, exactly. And the thing is it's worse than my flip phone because I can't send group messages and all that stuff. But anyway, I heard them saying stuff and and then finally I was like I just kinda like lifted up my phone and I was like, Yeah, I know I know y'all talking about this or whatever, just so that people would know, you know, you know. And they were like, What? Huh? And I'm pretty sure they were kinda plant trying to play it off. And I was just like, Never mind. But it's like they were laughing and stuff and I and I promise you, it actually took me back to a place when I was in grade school, when I was like that kid who was, you know, smart but um got picked on a lot. And it's like it, I immediately felt all this kind of stuff. I was well, I was angry, partially, or extremely annoyed. I'll say, and then I was also I started feeling really kind of like small and stuff like that. And I was like, wow, that's amazing to me. You know, here I am, this grown man, and it's like hearing them laughing that way. It took me it's like a deja vu, and it immediately kind of brought me back to these other other kind of thoughts I used to deal with, and everything. And I was like, you know what? Mm-mm. No, man, no. But it, it just kind of shows how deeply, because you immediately start feeling a certain kind of way in your whole physiology. It just changes mm-hmm. or whatever. Your body your body goes right to where your mind is. It just does. Yeah, your mind, your mind allows you to go there. Because you mm-hmm. could have easily been like, those mm-hmm. girls, what? Like, what they got to do with me? And mm-hmm. kept it moving, but... Mm-hmm. Your thought went the other way. Right, exactly. From years of conditioning, you know, even though that was like more than two decades ago, mm-hmm. you know, so um, just the power of like you thinking, you know, like you, whatever you embrace mentally, you know, if you embrace those feelings of inadequacy and all that kind of stuff, that's where you're going to be, period. Mm-hmm. But what happened if you actually train yourself? Right, right. And if you, if you need examples, like just look at the world around you. There are people who have switched their mindset and have created marvelous things so let's 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 change the way that we think about things and approach life differently i agree and let's try to figure out what in the world this podcast is going to be called Doing Wholeness is a Back to Basics Health and Wholeness podcast with theme music produced by Life on 